Welcome back everyone to season four of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast located in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Throughout this season, CEO Linda Kelly will be chatting with people from many walks of life across the world about a variety of mental health and wellness topics. Please keep in mind that this is not a substitution for counseling. If you would like to talk to a licensed therapist, please visit us at www.kellymentalhealth.com. Welcome back, everyone, to a very exciting episode, and we are in season four of, of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, uh, Kristen Artson, MSW, RSW from Kelly Mental Health, and of course, we have the lovely CEO of Kelly Mental Health, which is Linda Kelly, and her little guest, <laughs> as always. Um, so... I want to get right into it just because I know a lot of people don't have um, very long attention spans. So we're going to kind of dive right into it. So in 2004, life as we know it changed for a lot of us. Facebook connected us to our besties, our family, celebrities, world events, businesses of many ventures, food, everything. Um, And then from there, our world changed even more in 2010 when Instagram was introduced, followed by the launch of Snapchat, which was also introduced um, in 2011. With all of this, these social medias, you know, kind kind of flying at us over a few years, we also found out um, that filters were created. They were introduced to us on Instagram originally for editing our pictures and adding like that, you know, that extra little filter on top of our already awesome image. Um, And then it wasn't until Snapchat um, creation when they were able to kind of do the live in the moment filters where it looked like we were puking out um, rainbows and had cat ears and devil horns and all that kind of stuff. So something so seemingly harmless um we now know has had an incredible significant um impact on mental health especially in young teens um and especially when they were introduced to to hundreds of beauty filters these beauty filters i have even used them myself um and they are they become addictive and they change a lot of our appearances these filters can change our face shape decrease our pore sizes slim our faces give us different eye color thicken our lips and give us that overall celebrity look I really wanted to talk to you guys and let our community know what we can do to help their children and their teens, how to have that conversation with them, prepare them for this, and even us as adults, what we can do to try not to use these filters. Mm-hmm. I think uh, conversations about bodies and how they fit in the world uh, is something that I hear from not just my teenagers, but from my adults and in my own home. Mm-hmm. Um, the value of what a good or bad body is and what it looks like to fit in the world. So I think it's um, it's a topic that 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 is very uh, pervasive. Yeah, it's hard to. I think it, I was doing a lot. Of, I've been doing a lot of research, and um, as like as you both know, like social media is my job. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love it, but I I was looking into some of the stats, and I thought it was pretty crazy. Like. There was a 2020 um, study that they did, and it shows right now that 84% of Canadians use social media. 37% use um, Instagram and 22% use Snapchat. And I know that's continuously growing, obviously, and that's what they stated because it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I just couldn't imagine being that age and being just thrown into as much social media and being that active. Like when I was growing up, we had MySpace and MSN. MSN 
we would just message quick and say, you know, we're coming over, we're rollerblading and grabbing our bikes. Now it's like you have a computer in your hand and, you know, you're kind of addicted. People can, can become addicted to this. I guess it's, I wanted to kind of know is like, if you have specifically clients like teens or um, children that you've been dealing with that are struggling with any of these issues, maybe even body dysmorphia or, um, you know, just self-esteem issues. I do hear it from uh, teens a lot and, and you kind of have to sneak up to the idea because if you said, hey, or do you hate your body? Then it'd be like, no, it's fine or like, whatever. But if you kind of like, hmm, how do you feel about like your appearance? Have you noticed anything that you find different? How do you feel about eating? Do you ever feel like you sometimes don't eat for any reason? Be like, just try to like navigate around like questions that are broad enough or open enough to give you some um, information and then you can get a little deeper. I hear from a lot of teens, boys, girls, and non-binary uh, who are like not comfortable in their body, who have aspects of their body that they're not so fond of, who have awkward relationships with food because of their feelings about how their body fits in the world. Um, and so, yeah, that's, it's really a pretty, pretty common topic. A big thing is being hyper aware as teenagers anyway, already feeling like we're under the spotlight. The, the, the pressure they must be like, yeah, you know I mean? like that's that's what I think of too. Like that's where my mind goes to is like with all this social media and yeah. with all of these you know beauty filters. You're in high school and you're looking at all this stuff. Like we had magazines that I could buy from Walmart, but mm -hmm. these people literally have it at like in in their hands. And like so I think yeah. it's yeah, I think that is something really really tough. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted oh, to it's the, okay. pres the pressure alone. I just think it's Ooh. just awful. Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot of pressure, not only because of social media, but just because we can take pictures and look at them instantly, because mm -hmm. um, we always have a camera with us. You can take a picture of like, hey, is there something in my teeth? I want to look really quick and be like, oh, you can check that kind of thing in the moment. You don't have to go wander and find the mirror. So teens are able to take lots of pictures. There's a lot of standards about like what the types of pictures that are popular. It's probably not true anymore, but like there was a big thing about like, making duck lips or like how you <laughs> the filters some filters do that for you and yeah. it's crazy <laughs> yeah. so you technically don't even have to do it anymore <laughs> right so um now uh, it's the tongue out thing yeah oh god peace no i can't i can't do yes. it i see it i see my my little niece putting her photo up with the tongue sticking out and i'm like no no you're oh not god. old enough to do that it's uh, because it's I not can't. it's not like being goofy anymore it's being sexualized and that's where yeah. it gets very challenging. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that, yeah, there's the sexualization that just kind of filters down uh, through the age groups, through social media and the internet and um, the different platforms. So it never stays in the older ages very long. It always works its way down into your tweens and even eight, nine, 10 year olds. So they're already thinking about it. Yeah. And they're being judged and they're judging themselves. And oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that with the three of us, we were all exposed to things like 17 magazine and Cosmo and things like that when we were very, very young. And I never questioned for one minute that what I was seeing what may not have been real. Right. 
Yeah. But it's no, very, I'm... you know, it's, it's a eye-opening now to watch the, uh, like the Photoshop videos years ago, I saw one of those and I was just shocked. I'm like, mm -hmm. they took a picture of a beautiful girl and they stretched her out and they thinned her out and they did all these different things and how powerful it is. It, you know, people don't actually look like their Instagram photos, not, not no. in the least. And yet we compare ourselves to them, even myself, where I know that it's fake. I can sit here with my phone and I can take 30 pictures of myself and I can send you the one where I look really skinny. But if someone catches me, you know, candidly, well, the jig is up. <laughs> You're on to me. Find out yeah. uh, so I think about not necessarily uh, how much uh, a teen is on social media, but how they interact with it. Like, what do they tend to post? What do they tend to like? What do they tend to respond to? What they're thinking about those things that they're consuming. So when you're um, having your conversations with them. Yeah, so it's it's not necessarily that they're on social media. Uh, I think it's it's like putting our own self under a microscope and like having these feelings of like, mm, I am not worthy because I don't fit this standard of, of how my body should work or how my body should look or um, how clothes are supposed to look on my body. Um, so those are things that, that I hear a lot. Sure. So my question is, and I'm just going to keep tossing some questions at you guys because I know oh, that cool. you guys are parents and everything. And, you know, so what, so do one, does your, do your children have access to social media? Like, are they on social media and what age are they? Sorry. Let's just start with that. So I have an eight-year-old uh, boy and he has access, but not his own login to like YouTube and Roblox and things like that. So it's like not exactly social media yet. And mm -hmm. like I post pictures on my social media of him and we talk about it a lot, um, but he doesn't have unfettered access. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. and what about for yourself? Uh, well, I have a, I have a tween and uh, obviously baby here. I did not make a baby announcement when she arrived. I have been pretty closed mouth about, you know, her name, her age, her things like that, because I know very well how quickly that information can be stolen, can be sold. Um, I don't, I don't like the idea of her growing up one day and realizing her entire life has been broadcast to the internet by her mom, her most embarrassing moments, her, you know, baby's trying to poop going, you know, I did that with my son. <laughs> <laughs> the, the video still exists on YouTube somewhere, but it's hidden. So, you know, it was kind of in retrospect when I realized I started seeing other people doing it. And I thought, imagine this child one day applying for a job and their employer is mm -hmm. like, oh, well, let's look up their entire history. Oh, look at that time that they were, uh, you know, vandalizing something as a teenager because they were acting out. Well, guess what? It's, it's there, you know, there's no escape from it. So I'm very careful with her and really trying to be respectful of her as a human being. And my son, um, we sort of let him have access to social media for a short period of time, but kind of luckily he didn't have much interest in it. He's more of a gamer. Uh, so we just have to, we have very open conversations about things that he talks to or people that he talks to, what he does online, but I do give him a lot of freedom because I, I had a lot of freedom at his age too online. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. I think, um, 
Well, I, I mean, I sent you guys uh, this article, and it is, um, well, actually, it's a whole campaign, and it's through Dove, and I am a huge, I am a huge fan of it. It's called the Dove Self-Esteem Project. Um, there is tons of information on the website. There, it's all free. There's uh, parents and mentors. You can download some free resources for teachers, for young leaders. Um, basically, their mission um, is to help young people all around the world build positive body confidence and self-esteem. So I, I really do appreciate um, that this organization did this, and this is really you know important to them. I've also noticed, and I've looked into another, like a few things, like Lizzo joined everyone knows Lizzo. <laughs> she joined in with the campaign. Um, if you do follow her on social media, she is very into not um, filtering or editing any of her images. There's a few um, celebrities that have come forth and have, it's, they're changing the way they kind of do things. Now there's a big trend of businesses and organizations. So specifically it's called uh, Airy. It's, um, they're connected to um, American Eagle. And so they, it's called Airy Real, their campaign, and all of their images, their models, everything is unedited and untouched. Um, <laughs> we've also noticed too in some of the um, uh, like stores, like uh, fashion stores, their mannequins are changing in weight as well. Before they were, I used to work in retail all my life, so I've just laughed seeing these mannequins for years back in the day at Zellers. And they were tiny and I was like, this is not even a real woman. Now they're actually making them into like size six and up. Um, so, I mean, there are things that are changing for the positive. Right. My only fear is that, you know, these conversations like aren't being, aren't happening between, you know, their parents and, mm -hmm. and, and kids. I, my parents never had to have a conversation with me about social media. Only. Yeah just keep your clothes on. <laughs> right. um, so when it comes to my own kiddo, um, we, we already talk a lot about the internet and, and, and words. Um, we have a very liberal use of all language in my home. And so uh, we have conversations about like, you can't use words or as phrases you hear from memes if you don't know what they mean and you don't understand the context. And so if he repeats things that I'm like, oh, do you know what that means? And he doesn't able to tell me that I'm like, okay, we're having a conversation about what that does mean. And why this maybe not something you should use, even if you think it's funny. Um, and so just kind of like already building in that language of like, inter how do you interact with the internet and the media that's out on the internet? Because it's, it, there's a large piece about how you appear, but also just kind of like there's there's a wealth of information. You're going to stumble across things that that are offensive and upsetting or risque or or not for everybody. And and you want to be able to say how do you navigate through that? It's hard even for myself. Um, something that I noticed. Um, I've obviously like I gained weight in the last few months, and that's just because I keep turning to you. I know, right? I feel like we have all put the COVID, like the freshman or whatever, 15 or whatever it is. I feel like I got like the COVID 50, but anyways. It was so, so worth it though. It was just, uh, yeah. oh. so I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing is, and, and, and I'm going to be completely honest. I also do Botox. Um, I do, I had my lips done for a while. All that came out. 
I don't personally like doing that anymore, but I still really enjoy, I like, I like my Botox, as you can see, it's all out. So for me, I was using filters for a long time to make sure that my forehead was sleek and, you know, and perfect. Um, and then I started noticing that the filters that I started using were slimming out my face a little bit more. Mm. And it started turning into like, I was, I was looking at every picture that I, you know, was in the last four months, I, I was looking at pictures and there's not too many of myself, but the ones that I do, all of them have filters on. So it's just been, I, I feel like I'm, it's kind of like in, I'm internalizing it. I'm kind of having a battle with myself because it's not that I don't think I'm, I'm attractive or anything like that I just, it's my self-esteem and my confidence. And so, and I'm 30, so I'm, you know, thinking there that these, there are these teens out there or and even kids and even when I was younger Linda you and I have talked about it previous in previous episodes of the podcast about you know how we've struggled with weight and um so for me it's just yeah I just I think it's just crazy that there's so much pressure nowadays on on them because of so uh, uh, the fast access they have to everything well it's interesting too that those um those altered photos and stuff they start to skew mm -hmm. our idea of what reality is yeah, like there's yeah. some people that I'll I'll look at these photos that they post and I go how in the world do you think that looks okay like it's you know your your eyebrows are super dark and drawn on your you know you look unreal but the more the more filters we get used to the more normalized that becomes and then our our vision is skewed yeah that are that are we get become habituated to it we get used to it and there's like so then when we actually see reality, it's uh, unsettling. Um, so yeah, that is, yeah, that the is standards. Tricky. Like even for myself being single, right? Like you're, I'm, I'm on a dating website. So putting myself on a dating website, I'm like, this guy's going to meet me and be like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> so I'm like, if you go missing, what picture is going to actually get us back to you? Which picture are you going to put on the milk carton, guys? <laughs> I'm at this point in time, I, I don't know. So my thing is like, I'm, I'm trying to be more aware um, of like how, what I'm, I'm, I'm sharing and, and putting out to the world because it's just like, my close friends know what I look like, but I'm like, holy man, these filters. It's just, yeah, it's hard. It, they turn into an addiction. Mm -hmm. That's honestly what I, I feel that, and that's why I'm, I wanted to get, do this podcast because we're talking about body image and, and, and positive um, self-image. Um, so really, <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Trying try to, you know, go through all of this, but I just really want to get that message out there because it, it's so connected to mental health. And I think it's yeah. really important to discuss it and have that conversation. True. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, Linda, you're muted. It really is important that we have these conversations because, you know, it can be fun, but we do need to normalize how sometimes certain filters make us, you know, look, look at how, look at how rosy I am. This is on Zoom. Why is yeah. this on Zoom? I don't know. Oh, like a few months ago when the guy got the cat filter stuck on it. Anyway, side Oh, yes, in that meeting. Um, oh, my God, that was so funny. It was amazing. So, so I also think about it, like, I was thinking back, like, ooh, the the shows, like, on Disney that you watch, like, the mm -hmm. teens that were represented when we were kids versus the mm -hmm. teens that were represented now, I, f I feel like they're not even the same uh, universe. Like, There's absolutely like, not. Yeah, like, like I, I remember looking at like even Miley Cyrus back in the day, and I'm like, she still looked no like she was normal to me. Like, yes, she was like right. more of like the celebrity kind of look, but she was normal. Right. Seeing these, like what 
they're and it, it like how you guys mentioned it's basically they're sexualizing these young young children like i have yeah. never seen people look like that i'm like there's no way in hell i look like that when i was a kid right. and it's so insidious too because like the average 12 or 13 year old kid um so like right before a kid goes through a growth spurt they do this thing where they just like their body kind of just gets plump and round and that's normal because then your body's going to be like grow out and like stretch and like we'll see that in our little kids and they're like oh fat rolly babies are amazing and then they get tall um but but when you see it in like a 12 or 13 year old like then they feel really self-conscious like they're fat or there's something wrong with them that they yeah. don't see the image and really it i think it comes down to a big thing for parents and as uh, mental health practitioners is educating about what is normal what is regular development mm -hmm. um what to expect and like uh there's a difference between being uncomfortable in your body too and actually not liking your body because i think that it can go like i think all teens are uncomfortable in their body because um I like to think of it as like the continental shift of your body is pretty intense when you're a teenager. Like nothing is in where it's supposed to be, supposed to be. Like everything is shifted. You're like, your arms are longer than they used to be. You're clumsy. Your body doesn't fit in space how it used to. And you're like, this feels weird. Um, and everything's yeah, that awkward super thing. intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, the other aspect just to jump in about this too, yeah. is that, the fact that in our Western world, um, the advent of processed food has been so, you know, it's so widespread, you know, our kids, the, like our, sometimes their first food after rice cereal is goldfish crackers and then it's fruit roll-ups and then it's cereal. everything processed and yeah, from a box and cereal, which again has like absolutely no nutritional benefit that is considered the gold standard for what is breakfast. So then the problem is a lot of kids, um, they end up putting on weight early, you know, something like 80% of adults in the U S are metabolically unhealthy, pre-diabetic or diabetic. Mm -hmm. And so, and of course that extends to Canada. We have uh, abysmal rates of diabetes here and kids are definitely struggling with that more. I mean, I, I like how Cassandra, you mentioned that they are trying to make mannequins look more normal these days, mm -hmm. but you know, the mannequins aren't even catching up with how, how bad, you know, things yeah. are health wise for a lot of people. And so kids today are dealing with not only them going through this, but sometimes parents shaming them because the parents grew up in a different era where that yes. didn't happen. Well, the age in the age population, like, like that, I don't want to say it's ageism, but it, it, I mean, it kind of goes into the same category because yes, things are completely different. And I've even like, I've had conversations with my aunt and like, I tell you guys everything about her and like, you know, we've talked about, about like the past and it's just crazy. Like the difference like that, you know, even for myself and, and my age uh, population. Right. So I thought it was quite pretty interesting though. I was, when I was doing my research, I found out that globally, like, globally eight out of 10 girls basically don't feel good about their bodies mm -hmm. which is so sad to hear and four out of five girls say that they compare the way they look to other people on social media and they're and they always try and post the perfect selfie yeah. um they do it more out of obligation and more like than rather than fun and i think those numbers are just so alarming like i just i cannot i don't know i just couldn't fathom 
that like it just doesn't it just doesn't register properly in my head honestly it's just crazy that um mm -hmm. we're here you know yeah for sure yeah i've got a great profile picture on my facebook right now no word of a lie took about 30 tries but I it's, it's really cute. I'm by some bushes. Baby was right next to me. I had to put her down for like two seconds. Anyway, long story short, it's we curate what we put online. We know yeah. it. I know it. You know it, right? Um, yeah, we know that about our friends. And then there's professional people whose entire job it is to curate pictures and images of themselves and their lifestyle to make other people jealous. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that's the thing too right that that's the other connection it's like social media we're kind of going in between you know body body images and then social media itself we always leap back to social but I love social media but you know you're looking at yourself and like you I, I do <laughs> I end up <laughs> Sorry, she's cooing at me from the back. I, uh, I, I do end up filtering everything and like you want your social media to look good right you want it to like show a life to, to yes. your people that follow but it's like how much of it is true like i, I honestly i in that it's, not. it's very forward facing it's like this level of of depth is is what we're giving to the internet it's not really about like all the stuff underneath that like yeah. Um, the things that are hard. And even if you talk about those things, you're like, oh man, things are so rough, but I'm handling it okay. Like, you know, stay positive and be like, eh, you really like can undermine the, the, the depth of it by just trying to feel like you have to stay so um, curated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, then on the other hand too, there's the people um, that like to just write in depth about how difficult things are. And then they are, Sorry, she's so cute. And then uh, they get all of the likes and they get all of the compassionate, you know, responses and things like that. Or, or, you know, people that vague post as well. And it's like, oh, I've just had enough. And you get that feedback from people. So again, it's, it, it takes something that is real and has depth and it kind of, it kind of cheapens it in a way, you know, where these connections are not real. These, these are just thoughts and prayers. These are not people actually coming over to sit with you and being with you. Yeah, deeply interacting and engaging and investing in you as a person. So, mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ask then to you both, um, and hopefully I'm gonna ask two things from you. So, um, how can we teach our children and our teens at home as a parent um, to love their bodies and to be comfortable? So I just if you guys can give me two things from the each of like from each of you that would be suggestions from from each of you sorry yeah um i'd say so one thing that i think is helpful is is rather than talking about the value of the body i like to talk about what does our body allow us to do and so when i'm talking with with teens or people i love and i'm like hey you have a good body so let's talk about all the cool things you get to do you like get to be an awesome friend and you get to be a really good student and you try really hard and work on like making music or playing sports or like helping out your grandma or like all the things that that our body has helped us do so when we take care of our body we give it good food and rest and exercise and and water uh it helps us do those cool things that help that make it worth being in the world 
I really like to push people to have a sense of humor about things, obviously. Yeah. Like, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> um, some, sometimes when someone's taking a picture of me, uh, even with a group of people, I, you know, I have negative thoughts about myself. If I see that picture within a couple of days, I still have negative thoughts. If I see that picture a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad. My brain skewed how how bad I was going to look or how I didn't compare to others. And so uh, keeping that knowledge in mind, when I look back, I see a younger version of me. I see uh, less scars. I see less, sort of less acne. I don't know. Um, but I just, I, right. I just see you're in your twenties and you thought you were so bad looking, but like, look at that smile. Like, look at how many people you had around you that loved you. And it was not as bad as you thought. So I try to remember that even in the moment when I don't want to see that picture. Right. Um, a second thing that I would put out there as a thing to, uh, to use uh, is, is um, circling ourselves, like including ourselves in the circle of like uh, a value. So we can look at our friends and say, oh my God, you're so beautiful and you're wonderful. And so we have to, I think, invite ourselves to be in that circle. So we say yeah. like, you're awesome, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're smart, and so am I. Yeah. And, and not, not because it feels like we're being like, oh, well, I'm just going to have a big attitude and be like, oh, I'm so great. But you're like, well, you can actually include yourself in that picture. Be like, yeah. you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, and so am I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think what we kind of forget to do that sometimes, right? So even like a close friend of mine, she writes um, like positive affirmations um, on her mirror in the morning, and like she has like little sticky notes, just because she does. She struggles with like body um, dysmorphia, sorry, dysmorphia, and so she really does focus on that. Um, she has um, a child, and they're they're ten, yeah, ten, and so something that she does is that she well she noticed that she was doing she was um kind of doing the using those throwaway comments mm -hmm. and so she wasn't really thinking but she was you know critiquing her own body um around her children and so that is something that she kind of learned and like grew through because she she noticed she was like i it, it took her a long time but unfortunately mm -hmm. she started making them think about this stuff and you know obviously through covid a lot of sports were canceled so my um my nephew he basically you know he gained some weight and so he just wasn't able to do the things and the fun things he wanted and so he was still mindful of his food but he really started thinking about all the stuff because his mom started getting a little bit harder on herself yeah. so i think and i usually don't offer advice because i'm not I'm not the therapist, but I think my only thing that I would say is just to be aware of your throwaway comments around yeah. your kids, um, you know, because it always portrays, we don't realize it sometimes. So I think that would be really helpful. It's true. I, I want to jump in on that too, because I was watching these old camera videos. So I'm going to get yelled at in a second. Um, I was watching these old video camera videos and my aunt who is literally nine months pregnant walks by and she's like, oh, turn that off. I look disgusting. And her three-year-old is sitting right next to her. And all of her kids have struggled with self-image, body image, self-esteem. It's really hard. It, it is so important what you say around your kids. Yes. Yeah. You have to be mindful about that. The other thing too, she was 
almost like she was um, being too positive. So it was turning into positive, like that um, positive. Toxic. Thank Toxic you. positivity, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm like, words. <laughs> we talk about all the time. Um, so that's something that she also caught herself doing. So she's, she's been doing a lot of, you know, soul searching and, and making sure that she's being as appropriate as she can you know she's still feeling and she's validating her emotions right now but she's making sure her her children know that you know it's you're gonna go through phases you're gonna have growth spurts you're gonna go you know go out one way and grow grow up one way so um you know it's just but he likes social media that is Mm -hmm. the problem (laughs) so he loves it yeah so that's the negative negative comparisons right yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um another thing i noticed like as a parent who like my husband and i working on trying to like eat healthier and like lose weight and be mindful of our calories and my son notices and he talks about it and 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 we we talk about like there's so um like we tell him you know like your job is to eat healthy food and then exercise and get exercise and move around and be you know your your body is still growing so its job is to still change shape and like grow and like eat a bunch of calories like that's important like and then we're like we're old and like decrepit and evil and so we've got to like be more mindful of our food and our bodies aren't bad um they just we're like we like them to be a different shape and that's okay it's just like if you come from a point of saying like my body's not bad but it's not exactly where I want it to be and I'm working on like moving towards something that I feel better for my long-term health because I want to be around when you're uh, you get older and so so that's I, I come from a point of trying to be like I don't need to lose weight because I'm not worthy I need I want to lose weight and get healthier because if I take good care of my body I can live longer and stick around and be a part of life for a longer amount mm-hmm. well, and that's a really good way of looking at it too right and just like mm-hmm. it, yeah it's for health like you want to be around longer I think that is definitely different, um, you know, a different way of kind of talking to them about it. Mm-hmm. I know also that we didn't, we don't, we didn't start the like the filter thing like really for ourselves, right? Like we, we, it's weird. I'm and I'm bear with me here, but we kind of did it as more of like a security due mm-hmm. to the fear of bullying, and there's a lot of bullying and connect like there's that's all connected to this you know so um it's just it's yeah it's just I'm as my as I'm you know learning about all this stuff I just I again I just think of like even for myself when I was in high school I, I was really I was uh, severely bullied and it was it was awful and I th- it wasn't even about my weight it was just you know for for myself and so it was just like it creates such a negative and like a huge impact on on yourself so you know it's right. just it makes you think about what other people are going through, especially teens nowadays with all these filters and, you know, um, trying to create that that positive environment even at home and like that safe space to let them know that they could talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think just generally like having that open dialogue, talking about the things you struggle with and being honest and saying, hey, you know, here's, you know, there are times when I struggle with this thing and like, I here's how I deal with it. Uh, here's how I try to work through it so that I can manage that discomfort. Um, and, you know, teens may not always uh, want to engage with our parents. So we like, we leaving the door open. Mm-hmm. 
um, or like uh, saying like, hey, if you don't feel like you can talk to me, here's some resources or like, hey, if you like, here's other people that are good people to talk to in life and, you know, I'm yeah, give them those avenues of, of, of um, ways to explore the things that are trying to mm -hmm. figure out. Yeah, you're really talking about psychotherapeutic skills and emotional intelligence, which is so, so important. And the other thing I want to interject as another, another uh, way to handle this is through mastery of skills. Okay, when teens and children are allowed to master skills, life skills, uh, learning how to make things how to fix things, they are able to derive their their value from something other than uh, the sort of existential stuff that's online. Oh, right? yeah. It's tangible. What I, you know, my, my son learned how to start the mower on his own. Now he can go mow the lawn and it's like, well, yeah, it's a chore, but he gets a sense of completion and then he can show off how, you know, to other people. Well, I know how to do this. I know how to drive the boat now, he says. And, you know, it creates a sense and an opportunity for self-esteem outside of really just the internet is just so fussy. Yeah. <laughs> you could be loved one moment and torn down and torn to bits the next. Oh, and that yeah. seems to be a sport. Right. Yes. That is that, that you don't get that, uh, uh, immediate feedback that like, Hey, the thing I just said was really mean, um, on the internet and people just spout off whatever and like not think about the consequences for whomever the receiver is. Um, and so it's just, it, it's good to take a break, take a break from the internet. I think I need a timeout from the internet sometimes. Um, and I know that my attitude gets worse when I'm on the internet too much. So therefore, like, I'm like, my son is also that way, like too much gaming time, too much internet time, gets kind of crabby. So we're like, we're gonna go outside and be in the real world. We'll be happy with that way. Yeah, turning off social media is very beneficial. Like I said, I've mentioned it multiple times, but my notifications are off at five. I think I upped it to four thirty, <laughs> just so I can wrap up my stuff. But my notifications are off. Like I even like for my personal social media because my job, I'm on the computer, like literally from I'm working at like five o'clock in the morning right now, so I'm up, and I live on it. But mm -hmm. like I said, um, I mean, I think that all everything that you both have have brought to our attention I think it's it's definitely important I think having that conversation about you know the digital uh distortion versus like our reality having like the selfie filter talk I think all of it is just super important mm -hmm. especially at any age I'm sorry right now it's like as we talked about it's just like it's just kids are younger and they're looking older <laughs> yeah I know so <laughs> yeah unsettling it is unsettling. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will be the first person to 100% admit that. It is, uh, it's interesting. So, um, final thoughts, Linda? Well, she finished what she was trying to do. This is going to be a rough couple of minutes. Anyway, um, <laughs> final thoughts when it comes to, oh God, body image, self-esteem. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It's a never ending battle. I think we're still trying to figure it out, but I mean, let's try to have some insight about what's real and what's not, you know? Okay. She agrees. I hear you. Okay. I'm never letting her on the internet, except for these <laughs> podcast videos. <There> we go. <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you both again. We really appreciate it. I know how busy you guys are. So taking time out um, of your schedule to offer these free resources to um, basically all over the world. This is awesome. And that's why I really, truly do enjoy uh, filming. Yeah, people on the internet, <laughs> everyone. Um, so again, if you guys want, you guys can contact us. Um, our website is www.kellymentalhealth.com. We have amazing, incredible therapists there that are willing to help you, help you through, you know, possible situations. We may be able to help. And if not, we have a lot of resources and um, other people that can. So again, I mentioned uh, the Dove campaign. This is absolutely incredible. Please please parents, teachers, teens even, go check this out, www.dub.com slash CA. Um, it's amazing. There's so many resources and again, all free. So thank you very much. Again, this is the Kelly Mental uh, Health Podcast and we will see you guys uh, next time. Bye guys. Bye.